Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with co-hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Each week, we take an authentic dive into how mindfulness continually impacts our lives, deepens our relationships, and allows us to be emotionally alive. We filter all of our conversations through the man box, where we unpack how as men we are expected to act in society, how fighting the authentic human experience is exhausting and damaging, and how mindfulness can help. Now, on to the show. All right, we are live. What's up, everybody? It's Will Schneider here with my brother from another mother, John McCaskill. Welcome back to Men Talking Mindfulness. We are excited for today's um, discussion and recap episode uh, from episode 10, where we brought in uh, um, Ad, our Edward, Ed Adams and Edward uh, Fronheim, and we t- discussed their book, uh, um, not liberating masculinity. I'm getting nervous today, John. Reinventing masculinity. And we began to break uh, down, confine masculinity, what it is, liberating masculinity, what it is, um, and how they differ and what we can do about and how we can implement them in our lives. So today we're going to recap, go through some of the comments, uh, talk about a lot of those comments and address them. And we actually invite you, anybody that's listening live now, please share your comments with the show. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts and maybe you had a moment this past week to reflect back on the discussion or maybe you listened to it um, uh, and and now you're joining us live today. So please, like this is a growing uh, discussion. This is growing um, ideas that we're bringing into into men talking mindfulness. We really love your participation because you keep the show alive and fresh. And you know, and this uh, this is really in service to you. Um, and and John and I love doing it. So uh, just a, a quick, we have a um, uh, a sponsor for our show. It's Naked Warrior Recovery Supplements. Um, this is Naked War Recovery is a service-disabled, veteran-owned and operated supplement company owned by a Navy SEAL. They, uh, these supplements range from uh, super greens for energy and recovery to broad-spectrum CBD products to immune defense products as well. So John's going to throw that, um, uh, the link into, uh, into the live feed here that you can pick it up. If you use code MTM2021, that's MTM 2021. You get 20% off of any product you buy from Naked Warrior Recovery. Um, so, John, I kick it over to you. Good to see you today. Uh, thanks for being here. And uh, let's kick off the show. Yeah, man. Well, you too. Good to see you too. Um, definitely, I'm going to stop sharing the screen here so you can see our faces, or at least Will's pretty face. Um, (laughs) so yeah great to be here with you had a great conversation last week with Ed and Ed and look forward to both recapping that and also going a little bit deeper than we were able to go last week had Mm. such a great conversation but only an hour was not long enough to to really dig into this book Um, so again for those tuning in reinventing masculinity the Liberating Power of Compassion and Connection by Ed Adams and Ed Frauenheim. And the way that we normally kick these shows off, if you're tuning in for the first time, is either Will or myself will lead a grounding practice and at the beginning of the show, then we'll do a, a kind of grounding practice at the end of the show. And uh, we also touch on the mindful moments for the week. So I'll kick off the grounding practice for this week. 
if, uh, if you're it. comfortable while you're watching or you're listening, hopefully you don't do this in your car <laughs> while you're listening. Yeah, don't later close your eyes and drive your eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe just tune into the voice, my voice, and, and try to relax. So we're just going to do some simple box breathing today. Nothing super complex, just nice box breathing. What we'll do is get into a comfortable position. If you're able to get into a seated position, back straight, but not stiff and feet grounded on the floor, hands on your lap. I like to do them open uh, with my palm up in my lap. And then I close my eyes. If you're not comfortable doing so, just lower your eyelids or look somewhere between five to eight feet on the ground in front of you. And then just bring your attention very intentionally to the physical sensation of breathing what that actually feels like. We'll start by breathing out all our air. Breathe in for four. Hold for four. Out for four, three, two, one. Hold for four. In for four. Hold for four. After four, three, two, one. Hold for four. In for four. Hold for four. After four, bringing your navel to your spine, breathing all that out. Hold for four. In for four, last one. Hold for four. And out for four, three, two, one, and hold. Now just breathe naturally. Again, paying attention to the physical sensation of breathing, noticing where the air is entering your body as you breathe in and where it is leaving your body as you breathe out. Then we'll begin to come out of the practice, slowly bringing your attention to your full body and then slowly opening your eyes or refocusing your gaze and bringing your attention back into the full space where we are, where you are, everything surrounding you. And that's again, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, very simple practice called box breathing. You can do that anytime, just about anywhere. And that can really help to calm you down. Um, Will, you seemed a little amped up. Normally it's me that seems a little amped up at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Hopefully, uh, hopefully noticing, that calmed you down. <laughs> now I'm more embarrassed. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, man, you're good. You're good. Well, cool. Um, well, let's, uh, let's talk about mindful moments for this week. Uh, 
I'll turn it over to you, man. How was uh, how was your week? What was uh, what was an experience for you that you'd like to share that you feel comfortable sharing with the group? And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks. I have well, I have two actually. Um, I'm really mindful of the days getting longer and there's more sunshine in my life. Yes. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like as much, but you know, I'm in the Northeast. I'm in New York City. The winter can be long, especially with quarantine. Like you know, I really didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I just stayed home. <laughs> I walked around my block like once a day. You know. Um, so that's exciting. And plus it's, um, this Sunday is daylight savings time. So we actually gain an hour, like amazing. Yeah. And I'm really proud of my nephew. He's 20 years, 20 years old. He's a Marine. He's stationed in San Diego. He's going on his first deployment, John. He's going to Japan. First right time he's leaving the country at 20 years old. So I mean, a big shout out to my wonderful, loving, incredible man, young man, person, um, Andrew William Schneider. So just a big shout out to my nephew. I'm really proud that he's um, he's a Marine. I love that he's a Marine and he's also going overseas. So, and I just love the kids so much. I just want to, you know, I'm very mindful of, of, of him taking another step in his life. So that, that's really beautiful today. Nice, man. Well, yeah. uh, my, my mindful moment, normally they center around my family um, and I had several this week around my family, but I, I want to change it up a little bit. Um, you and I will earlier this week, we were talking about Wim Hof and Wim Hof breathing and yeah. I've got, you know, some friends who are big Wim Hof fans. And uh, <laughs> yesterday it, it was, I don't know, 20 something degrees outside. <laughs> and I was about to take my kids to school and I ran out to turn the car on because we don't have any remote start cars. Uh, so I ran out to turn the car on and I ran out in my, my <laughs> t-shirt and my shorts to start the car and i was like holy shit it's cold and then i was like hey you know what just bring my attention to my breath as yes. i as i was running out there and i focused on nothing else but my breathing literally in and out just taking yes. nice slow long intentional breaths and it was pretty amazing to watch how that changed how i perceived the cold and wow. normally i would have yeah. sprinted back from the cars back into inside but what I did is I intentionally walked very slowly and I, yes. I, I forgot to, I forgot to add that I was barefoot which was probably stupid but <laughs> I was barefoot it and I was like you okay, up, John it really it does. does it toughens, it does. You, up. toughens <laughs> you up which is what we're here to talk about how to yeah, toughen exactly. ourselves up <laughs> so anyway that was that was my kind of uh different mindful moment for the week rather than uh continuing continually talking about my family although it kind of had to do with my family it wasn't exactly related so that was my mindful moment for the week man so uh, getting into the show here um what we talked about again last week was this book reinventing masculinity with ed frauenheim and ed adams and what i want to do kicking the show off this week um is redefining the terms that they used in the book confined yeah. masculinity and liberating masculinity and uh you know they they were very explicit about their not using the term toxic masculinity they only used it once in the book and it was really to talk about the term more so than uh more so than toxic masculinity itself um, and I, I believe most people appreciated the, the new term, confined masculinity, than liberating masculinity. And one of our guests actually used another one. Um, I'm scrolling through our notes here. Partial. The term? Partial, partial masculinity. Mas yeah, partial masculinity. Right. Great term. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just to redefine how they 
uh, use these terms, confined masculinity, reading from the book, um, page two, it says, confined masculinity refers to a set of attitudes, values, and behaviors that define how men should show up in the world. It is a constrained conception of masculinity, one in which men tend to define themselves as playing just a few dominant roles. That's key, just a few dominant roles. Yeah. The protector, the provider, and the conqueror. The confined nature of masculinity also applies to how, where, and for whom they play these roles. Confined men almost exclusively see themselves as being in competition with others. They believe they need to demonstrate physical courage and project confidence. And I say project confidence because right after that, it says project confidence, however false. So a lot of the time that that false confidence that we're projecting or rather that, that confidence that we're projecting is false. And Will and I talk about false bravado quite often. Yeah. Uh, continuing reading, they also concentrate attention on exterior markers such as physical strength, financial success, and social status. Less attention is paid to interior, interior matters like emotion and spirit. As for the whom portion of this, confined men tend to restrict their efforts as protectors, providers, and conquerors to serve a relatively tight circle, themselves, their immediate families, and a limited number of others, which I thought was uh, pretty powerful. I, I went back and reread yeah. that again and highlighted some of the key terms in there. I mean, that really does show you how as a, uh, as the traditional man, we are confined. And that's the partial, right. I like that partial masculinity that we, right. had, we had before. That's a great one. But then the, the next term, liberating yeah. masculinity. Well, John, let me just say, like, I think yeah, it's interesting in that in. definition, like, you know, how they use the word restrict, tight, few, you know, false bravado, dominant, you know, like, I think it's just really interesting that, um, you know, the language around that is, it's all, I mean, I feel just hearing that definition, I feel like I'm in some sort of straitjacket. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. I'm, so, I'm, I'm like, I'm literally confined and just like, I only have a, li a limited way of, of a few limited options of how I should be as a person. So right. thanks for reading that. That's great. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm only looking away from the screen here because I, I, I try to bring up the LinkedIn live feed. Um, I got my, it here on my computer Good. and I've yeah. only got it here on my phone. So um, anyhow, um, so going back to liberating masculinity, um, let's see, page seven in the book. Um, okay. Thankfully, such a manhood is emerging on the opposite end of the spectrum from confined masculinity is what we call liberating masculinity. I'm going to skip down and then I'll come back up to the that rest of that paragraph here. Liberating masculinity is a version of masculinity that releases men from the limiting, damaging, counterproductive bonds of tr traditional views of manhood. It enables men to embody many archetypal roles extending beyond the conventional provider and protector roles to others such as healer, artist, lover, and spiritual seeker. A man operating from liberating masculinity also has a broader understanding of how to perform these multiple roles. Mm. I thought that was awesome. Uh, and then taking it one step further, they talk about liberating, the term liberating, working both inwardly and outwardly. The first is the sense that men are free to live bigger, fuller, more imaginative, more imaginative lives. The second mm. is that this is a masculinity that involves freeing of others. So inwardly, it's, it's liberating for ourselves. 
And then outwardly, by living that uh, liberating masculinity, it allows us to free others around us and not judge them. Um, so I thought right. those those were key terms that needed to be redefined in this episode and then gone a little further into depth. So yeah, what are your thoughts, man, on on liberating and, and confined masculinity just as a whole, and uh, and then we can get more into a little bit uh, a little bit more of the, the show last week and and some of the comments. Yeah, and questions. I, I um, yeah, I I feel when you when you read that the, you know the liberating masculinity, it feels you know so, it just feels liberating. It feels more holistic. It feels more natural in a lot of ways, and then but it also makes me reflect reflect immediately on confined masculinity and how incredibly restrictive it is and the emotions that come up with it. You know, in, in, in confined men, you know, and I've been that confined man, you know, for probably, you know, the first 25 years of my life in a lot of ways, or maybe first 30 years of my life. And I've been breaking free of that. You know, I'm almost, I'm 48 now. Um, you know, so I understand that person and, and, uh, and that kind of man. And I know the feelings I would typically have would be, you know, that uh, always wanting to be in control, you know, uh, there's always like a subtle, like uh, um, undercurrent of shame or something like that, because uh, there's a lot of frustration and anger because I wasn't really able to express myself the way I wanted to, whether it's verbally, whether it's being that artist or being that healer or embodying some other type of archetype that they say in liberating masculinity. And it just, uh, it's just, it's nice to have these terms, but to get into the feeling that kind of what drives and what actually comes to the surface and the experience of a man who is, um, you know, confined versus someone that's more liberating, a, a liberating man. It's like they are open to more ideas. That means they're open to more people. They're probably a hell of a lot more less judgmental of other people. That's another thing that can find masculine. So much judgment. It's like yeah. you're always like telling everyone what to do or how they should be or because you're always trying to be in control because if you see somebody else, you know, step out of, you know, the, the conformity, it's like, it's jolting. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He can't do that because I can't do that. Right. So, right. you know, th those are some of my thoughts there, John, that, and I can see how those feelings, and we talked about that shame loop when, when Ed and Ed were on, you know, how that kind of keeps us in this confined, you know, mental, emotional, and, and physical state of like that, coming back to that defensive crouch and the world is always being perceived as a threat and we must defend ourselves in every single situation, even when 99, 99.9% .9 of the time, there is no threat. Right. So, right. Um, but what, yeah. what are your thoughts, John? Well, it, what I thought was really interesting was, you know, reading the book towards the, towards the end, uh, I believe it's Ed Frauenheim speaking in the book and he talks about, you know, this is, this is a constant, um, I don't want to call it a battle. I'm going to misquote him, but it basically the fact that we, because we were raised in a certain way, uh, because we were basically raised under confined masculinity, that often we default back to that. Yeah. Um, even even though um, we may have been made aware by reading this book and and you know reading some of the other books that we've read um, about these other aspects of masculinity that could be confining could be perceived as toxic um we sometimes default to that and i found myself mm -hmm. even defaulting to that um in our episode last week as some wow. people were making some comments that were uh somewhat inflammatory i wanted to jump on there 
and comment back as this as this confined man or this toxic man and be like look mfr mm. <laughs> and like i wanted to, i wanted to go through the internet and beat them up um but then by 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 like by by being that way i was in fact defaulting to the confined masculine aspects of masculinity yeah. or the the toxic aspects of masculinity um yeah but that's again part of that has is actually been ingrained in me because of how society has brought us up, how our families have brought us up, and I am trying now to be better. But I do have a natural default that I go back to, or it's actually not a natural default, but it's the default that's been ingrained in me. Yeah, it's, a, it's that's, early programming, yeah. right? It's yeah, really it's early, early programming, programming. from yep. dad, from uncles, from friends, and you know, coaches. You know, totally. like this is all like I, I really don't know, John, of uh, any situation and culture that I've really been in, except the theater world. I got to say the theater, theater world, because uh, I was in theater and film for a while, um, uh, has like more of a, you know, expression to it. I think that's why I was drawn to it, because I was kind of tired of that confined, like, there's only like, you can only be four things or, you know, <laughs> like, you yeah. know, or five different ways of expressing yourself and that's it. And God forbid if you don't, because you'll be called, you know, gay or you'll be called, you know, shamed in some way or it's right. like, um, crazy. But, um, um, but yeah, I, f- I forgot where else is going with that, but, uh, All good, man. yeah, it's just well, like, there's, there's not like a, there's not a lot of opportunities out there to, uh, and, and it's funny. I know when I have experienced people that instead of like, you know, thinking of my basketball days instead of people yelling at me for doing wrong and like, get back in line and why'd you mess up? Where actually coaches take the time. It's like, hey, let me show you, you know, like, let me teach you. Those are the coaches that, and the people in my life that I wanted to really be around much more because I wasn't feeling shamed. I wasn't feeling like crap. I was actually being nurtured as a young man in order to do better and succeed in what I was passionate about. Yeah. And that, that comes full circle to our episode two weeks ago, leaders versus bosses, bosses versus yeah. leaders, you know, yeah. who do you want to work for? You want to work for somebody yeah. who is going to be compassionate, empathetic and caring right. and mentoring. And, and that those are the aspects that we can find in masculinity. Those are good aspects of, of masculinity or, or femininity. Those can, those can be on either side of the spectrum. Um, but that's yeah. definitely sides that we need to work more at as men, I believe. Um, which, yeah. which I do want to, I, I want to highlight <laughs> several of our episodes in the past uh, month have been on aspects of masculinity that may be perceived as negative. I don't, I want to make mm-hmm. sure we're, we're not, we as men are not perceived as men talking mindfulness, the man bashing show, right? We yeah. are, we, there's definitely great things about masculinity, uh, you know, yeah. that, that we, we celebrate. And as a matter of fact, in reinventing masculinity, they also talk about the good things that have actually ironically come from confined masculinity that confined yeah. masculinity uh driving the the desire to compete because there's a thought uh of scarcity or a feeling of scarcity rather than abundance mm. but that's yeah. that has generated great wealth uh it's created these amazing products created a technology uh, that's enhanced human well-being it's built, um, I think the term was built soaring cathedrals, help send men to the moon. Um, and right. but then it talked about the fact that it's done all that is created all these amazing things. But in that we end up treating life and we end up treating work 
as a thing. We end up treating right. yeah. work and life as, as machines. Yeah, very transactional. Um, right. And, and uh, work, this comes to that, that um, uh, Harvard Business Review article that you and I have been talking about this week, but it all comes down to work being like a machine and the people in that workspace being like cogs cogs in that machine right. and rather than actual people. And that, that right. actually uh, leads me to an, another uh, excerpt from the book that I want to read. Um, let's see, um, page five here. Yeah. So it's, it's it. on, yeah, it's on confined masculinity in the 21st uh, century. And there's just a couple of spots here. It says um, confined masculinity no longer works at work. Most companies feature hierarchical structures and impersonal practices that mimic traditional masculine values. But this approach is proving to be incompatible with our increasingly complex, globally integrated economy and with growing attention to the well-being, especially this day and age with the pandemic as it is, the well-being of people and the planet. Get this, this is crazy. Stressful, toxic workplaces contribute to some 120,000 premature deaths a year. And the average wow. company operates at just a fraction of its potential to innovate and grow. Organizations increasingly expect leaders and other employees to demonstrate traits like empathy, curiosity, and collaboration, which that obviously is not happening in confined masculinity. There are good aspects of it, that competition fosters competition, but a lot yeah. of the time competition is what, not what you need. You need collaboration. You need empathy. Right. And that's, uh, right. that's where confined masculinity is faltering in the workplace, but not only in the workplace, in society writ large. Um, so yep. I just want to bring that to, bring that to the attention. Um, and, and then um, maybe we could go through what, that, what, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I actually want to mention, you know, you, uh, you mentioned a few times over yesterday in our text and today you mentioned this man bashing. It's like, that's not what we're doing at all here. Right. Like, I mean, zero. And, and like, uh, I mean, I think it's like if we're going to, you know, if, if you look at the history of, of humankind, uh, you know, we, in order to get to another place, so things always had to break. Things had to change. We need to deconstruct in order to reconstruct something great. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's where we are with men talking mindfulness and these topics is we're just trying to create awareness. And it's very confronting. Like we have a lot of comments uh, of of, of hyper and, 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 and confined men that are, 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 are very triggered uh, when we talk about shame, when, uh, when, when we talk about other aspects of masculinity that are not typically rewarded like we talked about, like we've been talking about. And uh, you know, if we're gonna make some change, like we're gonna have to um, get, go get a little deep, get a little uncomfortable, because that's where the thing, that's where it is. It's like in, in order to change, we must go down and lean into the discomfort right, find ourselves there and look for another way out. I think it's really key in their book as well. They talk about uh, a lot of this and what we're talking about is starts in the imagination, seeing yourself functioning differently, seeing yourself being more compassionate, being more empathetic, le letting go of control, stepping back, being a follower instead of a leader, letting go of control uh, and just taking a moment and just taking in a grander view instead of trying to impress uh, your way of doing things and it has to be my way or the highway right. and, and how much also how much continual frustration does that bring up to you in into your life in those moments 
right? Because it like you're it's never going to what you want, right? Is never going to be exactly how it's going to be in the real world. There is a re, there's a natural requirement of flexibility. It's everywhere flexibility. It's in the trees. It's in all the plants, right? It's it's in it, it's in the natural structures that are around us. Is flexibility right. because anything that's too rigid breaks, and and we're breaking this idea of confined mass community and starting to create something and imagine something and creating the magic or creating more images in people's minds and men and women out there of how we can be. We're also helping John. I feel a lot people understanding like what it takes to be successful. That's all. That's really what the prescription is. I feel of bringing this this uh these two types of masculinity up it's like if you want to be more successful and not just more wealthy or make more money or 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 have more success in your job in some ways but also more successful in your relationships to yourself to other people to the planet like yeah. that's where this stuff is going to take us i mean and it's yeah. just been proven it's like you know how many how much research do we need to, to read or how much experience how many experience do you have to have when you just step out of that confined masculinity man box just for a moment of how life can be like, wow, I didn't know it could feel like that. Right. So, right. It's like, oh man, yeah. that, that, that makes me think about this one, uh, this one other passage in here. And this, uh, I think this may be the last passage that I, I read from the book, but it, there's a, this is awesome example. So, you know, a lot of people are like, right. Oh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not confined. I'm not confined. <laughs> well, this really interesting round table experiment. So, Imagine, yeah. imagine yourself at a large round table, mm. the provider, protector and conqueror dimensions of yourself are sitting with you as a personal council of advisors. Mm. Now, let's imagine you want to go on a weekend getaway with your friend or partner. You process this idea through the eyes of your provider and protector. Just think about that for a second. You're processing mm -hmm. this weekend getaway through the eyes of the provider and protector. Within seconds, <laughs> the idea is dismissed. And I could totally imagine this happening at this round table. Sounds like right? a family vacation, John. I'm like, oh my God, back in the day, I'm like, oh shit. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. So within seconds, the idea is dismissed. You will hear yourself thinking about loss. Your judging and negative internal voices will gladly provide objections centered on time and money and how some work projects are coming due that you need that need your full attention goodbye pleasure trip that happens all the time to me that literally happens all the time like i'll, I'll be like hey my my beautiful bride she'll go and do pleasure trips and they're they're fun for her um but rarely will she think about the the impacts on the flip side i as soon as i think about a pleasure trip i'm like oh that's going to cost me money uh, that's going to cost me time where I could be making money. That's going to cost mm -hmm. me blah, blah, blah. I go through all this stuff. And, yeah. um, wow. and, and I instantly talk myself out of the trip. Funny enough, yeah. um, my high school cross country and track coach, he's having our, uh, the track at my high school dedicated to him. Uh, not, not next Friday, but the following Friday. So um, some of my friends were like, Hey, John, you should come visit. You come, come for the dedication. And first thing that jumped up in my mind is like, no way, no way. I'm too busy. No I've got too much going on. Yeah. I don't have time. Uh, I've got to, I've got to be here for my family, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know what? I was like, you know what? F it. I'm going to go. I'm going to yeah. go. Yeah. Which leads me into the, the second part of this scenario. 
now re- I, I swear I think this this part of this book is actually what convinced me subliminally <laughs> to, to take this trip. I, I'm sure, John. So, right? Yeah, Expanding says, your mind. Now, yeah. Now reimagine this scenario with an increased number of advisors at the table would be your king, visionary, benevolent warrior, artist, healer, lover, poet, magician, politician, adventurer, shaman, sage, and comic selves. Also present is your little boy, the little boy mm. version of yourself. And let's not forget the shadow parts we all hide from others, like your saboteur and your angry warrior. So you bring in all these other advisors and the adventurer suddenly starts planning the trip while the benevolent warrior figures out how to afford it. And I I swear that right there is what inspired me to want to go on this trip. But it's a really interesting little study, right? Hey, are you confined or not? Go through that. Go through that little experiment right. and and analyze which which way would you have gone? Would you have said, no way am I taking any time off for myself? And who knows? Yeah. You may come back from that trip recharged and be better, be better at that provider, be better at that protector. And it, mm-hmm. it's just a really interesting, um, I don't I don't want to call it a case study, but experiment to check whether you are living as a confined man or whether you're liberated. So Anyway, I'm going to say, John, like that, like, you know, I keep coming back or my, in my mind, I'm like, okay, how do we get men to move, you know, in, in a more liberating direction? And that, that what you mentioned can be a fantastic exercise. Take yourself away for a weekend, you know, right. leave, leave out the, leave the work at home, forget about the checkbook and all that kind of thing and do something like it's that what, what's helped me, John, become more liberated is taking those moments for self-care, taking time to step yeah. back, reflect to go on the inside, to learn more about myself. And when I when, and also when I take myself out of you know, the way I typically do things or the confined, restricted, masculine norms that I try something different, a whole new uh, place opens up uh, for myself emotionally, mentally, physically. Uh, it, it, it just helps me to be a, to, to understand what it, what I, how I can be and what it is to be more well-rounded. Right. You know, like I think that would be a great, I mean, so I challenge anybody and please send John us a me- or send us a message when you do so. But why don't you take like three days and just go off the beaten path and do something fun for yourself you've always wanted to do? I mean, like, you know, take that trip, go on that hike, like call your buddy and go fishing with them and be like, forget about the business, forget about this. It's like, and John, you brought up a really great point. Every time I take some time away from, you know, what, what I'm doing in New York and the life that I have, I always come back with. I'm more recharged. I have a new set of eyes. Uh, I'm able to see things more clearly and I treat everyone better. Right, right. So, oh yeah, Abs- including yourself, including yourself. Yeah, exactly, yourself that's better. what all starts, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not so, beating myself uh, up as much. I'm not gonna beat everybody else up. Right, yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Um, so if you're watching, uh, I, I, I encourage you to, to go through that experiment and see where you are. Uh, love to, love to, <laughs> uh, we, we got a, we got a comment here. The danger is one might not come back. <laughs> well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe you true. shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't. If you don't feel yeah. like coming back, then maybe you should reevaluate. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. So yeah. Um, man, so let's, let's, uh, now that we just caught that comment that just came in, let's go back to some of the comments that we that we did have come in last week, and yeah. and address some of those. And you you mentioned some of them uh, were definitely triggered. Um, you know, I, I don't want I don't want to get into the specific comments if they were triggered, but there there were definitely some that uh, you know 
mention of cream puffs, the fact that yeah. uh, naval navel gazers, um, yeah, weak hey, weak wristed. You know, so, made of nails. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. saying, these are these are the yep. things. Like, and uh, um, you know, let me just jump in with this, John. Really Go for quick. it. It's Go like, for it. You know, it's like um, this. These are this. This is confined masculinity. A confined man, right? Who has the opportunity, uh, 100%, to be more liberating. You know, and to shift into that liberating masculinity. That they're just triggered because it's like, again, it's like, well, I, I, you know, I, I, if they're like that, then how can I, how can I be like that? If somebody else is like that, you got to pull them back. So here we are having this conversation, talking about different options and different ways of living and living more happily and healthily. And, uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not surprised that, but I think it's also interesting, John, that these men are, are still in this discussion and commenting and commenting more than once uh, because there's already, a part already. of them. It's like the confined masculinity is there, but I feel that like their heart and their ears are like yearning for something more. You know, we do have this heart. It's almost like another brain of ours. And it's just like, wait, wait, there's something to that. I know it because there's definitely some truth there. And, and our heart is always attuned to truth and it's listening right. and it's listening, you know, but like, and then the confined part is like there's war on the inside and they're just bringing that war right into our feed, you know, or into our comments. And right. I really appreciate them because this is this is like that whole idea of of us like shifting consciousness here, and that's what really that's what what I want to help people do with the show, very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, and that that is the point of our show, right? Right. It is, it's certainly not to man bash, but it, it is. No, to no, help it's not. We're not even expand, doing that. Expand yeah. their awareness, expand right. their consciousness, and ultimately live happier and healthier more fulfilling lives and help those around them live happier and healthier more fulfilling lives um so i think that's that's the the key uh that that we want to make sure we we highlight um and and then some of the positive comments that we got we already mentioned the one term the the partial masculinity um which i think is fantastic um we we talk about russ just uh, says right here he goes russ in our comments sorry to cut you off he goes i suggest reading uh wild at heart oh uh, yeah john eldridge discovering the secret of a man's soul so thank you ross for that our life right now will at heart so pick up that book uh maybe someone wants to drop that in the feed here would be helpful yeah comment Uh, box Uh, next time you next time you chat man next time you're talking i'll uh i'll try to drop that in the in the comments yeah yeah um yeah so let's see um we talked about thanks for sharing amazing how many are stuck in their ways and not open to new concepts and or ideas right <laughs> and then the funny part of that comment is i thought in the military we were taught how to adapt to things funny enough right. we're taught in the military how to adapt to, to a whole lot of things but then there's rules regulations uh that that constrict us and it also constricts the way we think I, right. I, I think um, I think now the military is getting better about being innovative and thinking outside the box. Everybody uh, thinks that the that the military is the most innovative uh, thing in the world, but I could tell you there's a lot of closed-minded, in-the-box thinking, yeah. and uh, and then talking about in the box, uh, there's a lot of in-the-man box thinking as well, yeah. uh, at, at, which is part of that confined masculinity. Um, Another thing yeah, that anything- came up, John, during our comments is kind of, is generational in some ways. You yeah. know, I think a lot of that, um, uh, those confined constructs, because I know my father, I mean, he's, and a lot of my uncles, and, and, and a lot of even like the, the men in my generation back in Pennsylvania still live very 
strongly to the confined masculine concepts, like very, yeah. very, very, very strongly. And and I feel like, you know, talking about innovation in the military, I, I feel a lot in our society. And that's, I mean, we're, we're a byproduct of, of, of and, and kind of on the frontier of trying to change this paradigm. And there's going to be a natural resistance because we're going against an old way of doing things. And, and as a species, typically, I mean, as a human species, I guess, we're, we're definitely more or less inclined to change because we have this machinery and, and, and one of the biggest pieces of machinery or is habits. And if we're always doing same, yeah. the same things all the time, right? And it's always been working for us. I'm fed. I have my lights on, right? I'm, uh, I'm uh, you know, I'm in a, in a safe place, right? And, and that, that could be enough for some people. And that's enough for confined, min- uh, confined masculinity uh, men. Uh, to just live that kind of life, just show up, do your duty, shut up, don't cry, <laughs> and just go back to work on Monday, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, like. Um, so I, I think there's also it's what we're 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 running up against or that we're the, the new is coming in and it's pressing up against the old way of doing things or having this uh, this turmoil in the middle. And that honestly, John, I, I we are really trying to sort out, creating right. this space for people to just show up as you are, please make your comments. I, I love hearing this cream puffs and limp wristed, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I really do, because it gives me, because I get to know where you are, those people that make those kinds of comments. And then I can do the, we can do the work, we can read more books, bring more guests on, so we can help you just take that one step, that one little vacation in order right. to see, get out of that box and be like, whoa, there is a whole nother world out here. So Yeah, man, and, and one of the things, you said there is that, you know, people think, hey, we've always been this way. This is the way it's worked for years. This is the way it's right. worked for eons. This is where it's worked for all of humanity since we've been around. And right. another thing that's really interesting in the book and, and you know, in, in another book I've read, uh, Guns, Germs and Steel, talking about how we went from being hunter gatherers to mm. becoming uh, agricultural societies. And once agriculture started, that's when we started building communities. That's when we started building cities. That's when a lot of things changed. And specifically in the book, it talks about hunter-gatherer societies, they were more social. They were more caring. Yeah. There was less competition. Everybody mm. contributed to the, the provider. So men and women equally were providers. Mm. Men and women equally were protectors. And then, mm-hmm. and then when agriculture came about, and I think specifically they talk about the animal uh, pulled um, plow, and I probably used the wrong term there because I'm not a farmer, uh, but uh, the, the fact that the, the plow would, could cause um, uh, miscarriages among pregnant women. So oh, at that yeah, time, when the, plow, when the plow came about, mm. men started plowing the fields women started cooking the food and started being more domesticated. And that's where a lot of things changed. I mean, I mean and not just female versus male, feminine versus uh, yeah. uh, masculine. I don't want to say versus. I did use versus, but I, I just misuse of term there. Um, but anyhow, the society writ large changed. Another fascinating read is Guns, Germs, and Steel and how, how things, depending on where you live geographically in the world, when their hunter-gatherers stopped being hunter-gatherers. The Mm -hmm. agriculture was more advanced. And because agriculture was more advanced in certain areas, certain um, uh, latitudes and longitudes, those societies advanced faster. And the way that they advanced changed things. Sorry, I'm getting uh, sidetracked. But bottom line is, we have not always been this way. 
We have not no. always been this way. And we were successful as societies as um, uh, prior to the, the new, relatively new roles of men and women in, in the world. We were successful, mm -hmm. we were caring, we were not as competitive. So uh, right. just, a, just an interesting way of looking at things from a, another perspective. We have not always- well, It's like we, we domesticated animals and then we started to domesticate women or something like that. Oh. It's seemingly, wow. you know, it's kind yeah. of like, I mean, I'm just saying it's like we, you know, now we have all our roles because like, you know, we, we at that time in, in, our, in our history, like we were just trying to survive and then we found a way to survive, you know, right. agricultural crops and, 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 um, and water in order to, you know, water those crops and then, and then animals as well. And then life just got easier, like a little bit easier. So then, and then we started getting stupid, I guess, or, or it's like, you know, in a sense of, uh, you know, and, and this kind of segues, another thing I want to talk about is just like alpha and beta male. Like people are making yeah. comments about beta males. It's like, you know, it, it's, uh, we, we, we need both. I actually, I, I feel like a yin and yang. Or I think I, I, what I'll yeah. say is a liberating man, yin and yang is between beta and male and, and, and alpha. Because you have to. You have to, like, if you want to be a great leader, you should be a wonderful follower. Like, that's, like, they yeah. talk about that in Confucianism. If you want to be a great leader, learn how to be an incredible follower. And, uh, and if it wasn't for, like, the, the, the men that are considered beta men, we wouldn't have electricity. We wouldn't have the internet. We wouldn't have the telephone. We wouldn't have, like, Google. We wouldn't have the iPhone. You know, we wouldn't. Because these are these are men that are considered geeks, right? Not right. strong, don't have the physical prowess. But like, I mean, we wouldn't be communicating right now if it wasn't for some or what <laughs> men might or some other men might True. consider like beta males right now. Because you know, like that's not my skills. You know, <laughs> right? And somebody and, I mean, we need I both. Like that. you said, we exactly. need both. Like, like yeah. sure, we wouldn't have, we may not have a lot of this technology if it weren't for the the beta male or the or the beta person. Um, you know, it's not just a male, but beta, yeah, beta dog, let's say the beta dog, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, uh, but at the same time, like I'm looking out the window here and I see these streets that are paved and the buildings that are built. And a lot of those were probably built by alpha males. And I'm thankful yeah. for it. I'm thankful that I'm sitting in a building. Yeah, like, there's a guy in my street right now putting a water yeah. main. Like they're, they're right? like backhoes, trucks, sand, yeah. like and, and stuff. This, yeah. There's nothing against that. I have nothing oh. against either either side. I mean, hell, I consider myself an alpha male. Yeah. I'm thankful for the beta males, and I and yeah. uh, and I'm also thankful for my other my other alpha males. But you're yeah. right. There it is that yin and yang. Where I think we need both, and and we can work together. Um, which which actually brings me to the the you know the the real crux of reinventing masculinity are, are the five C's, and we went through this oh, last yeah. week. But I want to yeah. I want to rehash it for those who may not have listened last week, may not have tuned in last week. But the five C's and why they're so important. Five C's are curiosity. Curiosity is asking questions and wondering, especially about whether there's more to life and if there's and if there's a better way than the traditional combined man rules allow. The next C yeah. is courage. Courage is challenging the subjective fears and social constraints that prevent us from expressing our multiple dimensions as men, not just the provider and protector. Right. Um, compassion is the next C. So number three, compassion is opening ourselves mm -hmm. to suffering and disappointment within ourselves and others. Next mm -hmm. one is connection. And this one I think is where men struggle a lot. This one and compassion yeah. both yeah. is 
noticing the interdependence of living systems and cultivating healthier bonds with people and the planet. And, a, you know, another book that right now, Connection, it's highlighting to me, another book that I'm reading right now is, is The One Thing. Now, oh, yeah, I read that book. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But one, something I, that jumps out at me is, is nobody has ever been successful on their own. Nobody no. has ever been successful on their own. There's yeah. always been a mentor. There's been a fellow leader or somebody yeah. that you can lean on. Connection yeah. is incredibly important to being successful. Um, so that's, that's key. And then commitment. Commitment is persisting in the work to expand gender roles in favor of a liberating, powerful masculinity that works for all works for all. Yeah. And I think that's the, yeah. that's the important piece is that a lot of the comments that came in last week or on some of our past episodes that were about, uh, you know, the other side of things. Hey, some of them were great, but some of them were inflammatory. And if you look yeah. at the way that they, uh, they said things, it does not work for all. And that's where the liberating right. masculinity is liberating internally for each individual man but it's also liberating externally for society as a whole. And I think that's, uh, that's the important aspect. Um, that, yeah, that very much so. A lot of people miss. So those are the five C's, curiosity, courage, compassion, connection, and commitment. So I, I, um, I think it's like, and like these comments we keep coming back to, John, like the inflammatory ones, like I'm compassionate about them too. Because like yeah. literally, like I, I know that man, because I was that man and I, and I have, very close men to me that are still like that. And I'm like, okay, right. great. So what do we do? Or, and this is what the five C's are all about. The five C's are that are, are the is the bridge between confined yeah. masculinity, taking that, taking that walk, right, into liberating masculinity. And it can start very small and very simple. We talked about that little, you know, uh, self-care vacation if you want, but just even like, you know, and it could be connection you you mentioned, John, and they talked about um yeah, we talked about this last Friday with Ed and Ed here, is, is hard for men to just kind of reach out and call an old friend. You know, this is, uh, we had a comment, it's like the fear of vulnerability still uh, stuck from the past to admit that we need friends was a comment from last week. You know, the vulnerability yeah. would be like, oh, I would just like to have a friend or I should really call that person. And right. how does that continually get in the way? And maybe the, a, a step like that, calling somebody you haven't talked to in a year or two or three years or something like that, it might be a little bit too much for you. But if that doesn't mean that you can't get curious, right? And maybe read the book, right? Um, and I'm not like yeah. plugging the book. I mean, you know, or, or it's like- well, I'll plug, or, I'll plug uh, it, I'll plug it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah, read. Yeah, and, yeah, right? you know, and, and what's book, funny, right? yeah, yeah, and we are plugging it. And, and what's funny yeah. is there, there, what I did really appreciate was some of the comments last week, um, both on this show and some of our posts in regards to this show, there were some people that commented, but then they were open to it. I was, I was like, hey, give the yeah. book a read. And some of them ordered it. Yeah. And some of them were like, hey, yeah. this is mind, mind-blowing stuff. And that's yeah. where you need to be, that curiosity and having the courage to expand your awareness. Yes. And I yeah, love that. So that was one aspect of, of the conversations yeah. and the comments that were like, uh, were, was positive. <laughs> John, it's like, are you brave enough to read the book? Like, yeah. are you man enough? To read this book right <laughs> which isn't right. gonna battle you it's not gonna hurt you it's just a bunch of paper yeah. you know there's some words on it like are you man enough to read the book i mean i hate to be like oh i'm getting all i'm getting all toxic or <laughs> you know calling men out for this but it's like but literally it's like what does it hurt to just to read you know what also 
and it's on our site. Um, uh, Ed and Ed offered the first chapter for free. Yeah. For free. You go to mentalkingmindfulness.com slash resources, right? And I have it on the bottom of the page there. And you can read the first chapter for absolutely free. No that's commitment, awesome. no obligation. And then let us know what you think about it. You, yeah. you know, so it's like that could be that could be that step of curiosity, John, that starts to a whole cascade of events. You begin to walk across that bridge and understand and begin to feel the incredible power and peacefulness in liberating masculinity. It's there. Right. It's there. Right. Like this is a guide. This is a guide. I'm getting really uh, passionate right now. John, I, love I don't know it. what's going on. <laughs> I love it, man. You're getting fired up. <laughs> I am getting fired up, right? So, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So I actually, we have it at the top of the page. Uh, Lindsay's here uh, helping us I out. I see that. Um, right on. It's right there now as well. Um, but read read this book or, or you know, we're going to have Tony on in a couple of weeks um, uh, talking yeah. about the man box, uh, which is a whole nother, we're going to talk about women and violence against women and objectification of women when he comes on. Yeah. There's, so, there's Tony, Tony Porter. There he is, man. This guy yeah. is bomb. Yeah. I love this guy. You know, he has it is great another TED talk. Fantastic sorry, TED talk. It is another uh, another completely different angle of of masculinity. It's not it's not so much the toxic masculinity, but it is living in that man box that we've co- covered before. And uh, very excited to have him on the show. Great read, short, easy read, breaking out of the man box right there. Tony it's, I got, it's a little uncomfortable, John. Is sometimes I'm like, oh my god, oh like, dude, that's me. Like some of the that's comments, me. it's like, oh, uh, and situations that he he is mm. very open and and vulnerable about it, and it's uh man, and and his story of him growing up and oh. seeing certain things. I won't I won't spoil the book one, and I won't spoil our show two, but <laughs> uh, get get a if you get a chance get that book, read it, uh, and start living by it. Uh, cause, uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. We're, uh, we're starting to come to, to the end of the show here, brother. Uh, any yeah. last comments or, or questions that we want to address here from the um, live audience? Let's see. Uh, yeah, we've had, um, mm, we've, uh, lifespan shorter, shorter than, uh, Yep, that's true. Talking about when we're hunter gatherers, absolutely. <laughs> We've definitely expanded our or lengthened our lifespan since then, um, no doubt. Uh, and I, I keep looking out the window here because I'm working at this uh, co working space, and apparently I'm the only one here now. And no, it's, it's all good. I'm sorry, Fred brings up a comment here because yeah. you know, I have to consciously, and this is thank you for this, Fred, because I have to consciously integrate liberating masculinity into the workplace. I'm embarrassed that I, I uh, that I brought a toxic into an interaction with one of my many coworkers. So I guess he's brought a toxic man in. So I, but Fred, just even you being aware, you being a part of this conversation, things are going to change, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and and what I suggest also bring people into the show, guys. You know, have them go back and listen to uh, Liz. You know, the three episodes we did on um, for the love of men. You know, the two episodes that we have here with Reinventing Masculinity, you know, also understanding boss versus leader. We have a whole, what about aggression and dominance? We have a whole episode on that. We have another one with compassion, empathy, and uh, and sympathy. Um, So it's like, you know, this is an opportunity, guys. And and John and I are kind of leading the charge in some ways, but we can't, again, we can't do this alone. Like we, we invite men in, we invite women in, we invite all people, all human beings into this conversation because it needs to be had. 
And and yes, and I'm glad it's making you uncomfortable, not you, John. I know it's making you uncomfortable too. But you <laughs> it know, does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> does me good. too. It's good, right? it's good because like that's yeah. how things change. When we begin right. to look and get introspective and also like extrospective in the sense of like looking outside and be like, whoa, that doesn't work. I mean, this Fred's comment right here is he's understanding right. it's like, whoa, there's like a hyper masculine, toxic, or confined, whatever you want to call them, the partial masculine. Um, it's like, okay, then what do you do with that person? You know, that's a great question. Take him to lunch and, and, and I don't know, have a conversation with him and <laughs> listen to the podcast. But like, we're trying to define that as well, like steps to do that. And, and, and the fact that you're here and all of you are here uh, and just being curious is where it starts, is where it all starts with just being curious. And then yeah. finding that courage, which is finding your heart essentially. So thanks, John. This is like- Yeah, man. Every week, uh, there's there's just so much beauty coming up, and <laughs> beauty is it's, it's uncomfortable, John. Like I'm a little afraid for Tony to come on. He's <laughs> like, but uh, uh, the objectification of women. I was like, oh god, that's gonna yeah. be that's well, gonna it's be powerful, something. man. Like our, you know, I've, I'm soon to have two daughters. Got one, another one on the yeah. way obviously married to my wife who I very much love got three older sisters and my mom right. you know a lot of women in my life in, just in my family yeah. and then I've got yeah. a lot of women friends uh, colleagues co-workers and um, I, I am much like Tony in that at one time in my life when I was younger and dumber <laughs> for sure yeah. There, yeah, there was just ignorant, there was an, right? <laughs> ignorant, ignorant. There was there was definitely an objectification that was happening, and uh, and for that, I'm um, I'm eternally sorry. But luckily, I've grown from that, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, I'm a better better man for a better husband, better father, better son, better brother, um, better friend, so, better co-host. Yeah, <laughs> better co-host. Yeah. So. All right, brother, man, we got, uh, I got 27 yeah. pass. We're going to wrap it yeah, up. No, it's all good. Um, yeah. Uh, great, great, great. So good. Uh, again, find that seat or if you're sitting down or if you're walking, wherever you're doing at this point, you can always just make contact, interlace your fingers and maybe put your hand on your chest or just bring a hand on your belly. Uh, and let's start with a nice little exhale out the mouth. Eyes can be closed, or if you're in an active environment, eyes can be open, but you can still breathe. Take a big breath into the nose and exhale out the mouth. Again, inhale really big, bigger, bigger balloon breath in your whole torso. Exhale out. Good, and two more big breath. Exhale. One more big breath. Excellent. Let it go. Just take a moment using your imagination and just one thing that can help you take that first step on the bridge to liberating masculinity. One thing you can do. One simple, simple thing. And and this goes, I mean, for the women out there listening, one thing that, that you can do for yourself if you feel confined in some ways, or another way that you can maybe help another man create a space for them to take that first step. Stay with your breath. 
to yourself. Courageously taking that first step. Maybe take a moment after the show and write that down or like take a moment to journal or, you know what, share it with a friend of yours or, or a really good friend of yours and saying like, hey, I need help. One breath to close, let's start the next half. Empty completely out, feel that emptiness hit the bottom. Take a big giant inhale. More, more, more. And exhale it out. Awesome, awesome. Great. Open your eyes and you're ready. John, thank you again. Um, yeah, man. Wonderful. Thank you, brother. And for uh, listeners, uh, we've got to wrap it up. But when you're listening to the podcast or if you're watching the show, check it out on the podcast format. Give us a like, give us a review, give us a rating. We'd appreciate that. That helps us to, to get the word out. But yeah, Will, thanks for the show. Thanks for the time. And uh, I love you, brother. And I'm love comfortable too, saying that. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. I, I'm comfortable saying, I'm comfortable hearing that, John. Thank <laughs> you so much. This is a great way to end the show, John. I appreciate yeah, that. I love man. you too. And, All right, man. Uh, Talk to you next week. Yeah. Okay. Got you next week. Thanks. All right. Thanks for joining Will and John on Men Talking Mindfulness. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share it with your friends and family. And please, we would appreciate a review too. Until next time, this has been Men Talking Mindfulness. Thanks for showing up.